This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Saturday, July 18th, 2020. On this day in the year 1290, King Edward I of England issued an edict expelling the Jewish people from his kingdom. As many as 16,000 Jews were turned into refugees overnight. Hauntingly, this edict took place on Tisha B'Av, the Day of Destruction, fulfilling a dark prophecy foretold by God. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the edict of expulsion and other calamities that took place on Tisha B'Av. Let's go back to medieval England on July 18, 1290, just after daybreak. A row of mounted couriers stood watch outside the king's castle, awaiting orders. A series of page boys moved down the line, handing out a decree. As each courier received his orders, he set off. The men scattered to every corner of the kingdom, carrying an edict from King Edward I. They rode through villages, delivering the news. All Jews were to leave England within two months' time. They were no longer welcome. Panic rippled through the country as thousands of Jewish people were forced to leave their homes. Where were they to go? They were largely penniless, out of work, and bankrupt. Now they truly had nothing. But much as the Jewish people were enraged by the order, they were hardly surprised. They had always been outsiders in this land from the moment they were taken in as refugees in the 11th century. William the Conqueror had invited the Jewish people to settle in England, but at the time only white Christian men could own property. Medieval England was a primarily agricultural society, but because they could not own farmland, traditional forms of income were not available to the Jewish people. But while their religion barred them from one source of income, it also allowed for another, money lending. The Old Testament and the Torah state that a man may not charge interest on a loan to anyone of the same religion. However, the Bible allowed for a loophole. They couldn't lend money directly, but they could use a go-between. In those days, there were few non-Judeo options to choose from. The average Briton didn't feel like they could trust the Moors or the Roma people with their hard-earned gold. But the Jewish people occupied their own space in the medieval caste system, not quite as respected as Christians, but certainly better than the other options available. And so they became moneylenders, charging interest to move money back and forth between Christian men. 
In this way, the Jewish people developed the first banking system, and initially they made a decent living as loan officers. But soon, the crown learned that there was money in banking and began to tax the Jewish moneylenders. The size of Jewish wealth was overinflated in reports to King Edward, so he taxed the moneylenders far beyond their means. When they could not pay, they were imprisoned. In addition to hostility from the crown, the Crusades fostered anti-Semitic sentiments in England. As men went off to fight for the Holy Land, an old narrative became popular once again, that the Jews killed Jesus. Widespread hostility toward the Jewish people caused them to cloister, forming tight-knit neighborhoods that they rarely left. But even though they essentially removed themselves from Christian society, they could not escape racist narratives. During times of plague, Christian neighborhoods were ravaged by disease and decay. The streets were putrid with the smell of death. And though Jewish communities were not immune to plagues, many began to notice that Jewish neighborhoods saw far fewer cases than their Christian counterparts. We now understand that the Jewish people survived plagues because they had essentially quarantined themselves. Additionally, kosher laws dictated that they only eat meat prepared by other Jews and that they wash their hands before every meal. Ergo, their standard of hygiene was higher than that of the average Brit. But at the time, their survival seemed like magic. Rumors began to spread. Perhaps they were practicing witchcraft. The most common rumor was also the most vile, that Jews were stealing Christian babies and drinking their blood. It was a death knell for the Jewish people. In 1274, King Edward wrote the Statute of the Jewry, which stated that the Jewish people could no longer charge interest on loans, essentially bankrupting them. No longer able to pay taxes, the Jewish people had no means of income. The king saw them as a drain on the English economy, and so he threw them out. Unbeknownst to the king, this was a special day on the Jewish calendar, the 9th of Av, a day of destruction. King Edward I had unknowingly fulfilled a dark prophecy. Up next, we'll unpack the historical significance of this fateful day. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. In the Book of Numbers, the fourth book of the Torah, the Jewish people are said to arrive at the entrance to the Holy Land. Moses urges them to proceed into Canaan, but his followers refuse. They demand that 12 spies be sent ahead to make sure the Promised Land was safe. What the spies see horrifies them. Fortified cities and roaming giants, each more grisly than the last, 
The spies warn the Israelites that they will never be able to conquer the land of Canaan as God had promised. This angers God, who had orchestrated this test of faith. And so he cast the Jewish people out into the desert, where they would wander for 40 years. During this time, the generation of non-believers would die out so that only their faithful children would inherit the promised land. The date of this exodus was the 9th of Av, thousands of years ago. It is written that from that day, the 9th of Av would bring sorrow to the Jewish people. And chillingly, the prophecy has come true again and again. In 70 CE, the holiest temple was destroyed by Roman invaders, signaling the end of Jewish rule in Jerusalem. In the year 133 CE, a Jewish rebellion against Roman rule was defeated, and Jerusalem was ransacked by Roman soldiers. Any Jew who was not slaughtered by centurions was cast out of the Holy Land, once again refugees without a nation. Over the centuries, the Jewish people made do with other supplemental homes. They migrated north to Eastern Europe. They settled to the west in Spain and France. And in the 11th century, they were invited to live in England, until, of course, they were more useful as scapegoats than as citizens. The Jews were expelled from Spain. But the greatest sorrows had not yet come to pass. On the 9th of Av, 1914, Germany declared war on Russia, inciting World War I. For the next 30 years, the Jewish people would be caught up in an anti-Semitic hailstorm as German nationalism gave way to World War II. By the summer of 1941, Jews all over Europe had been forced into ghettos and work camps. It was on the 9th of Av, 1941, that Heinrich Himmler formally received approval from Adolf Hitler to move forward with the final solution, the systematic extermination of the Jewish people. Death camps sprung up overnight, including Treblinka, the most treacherous of the concentration camps. In the 15 months that Treblinka was in operation, 850,000 people were murdered in its gas chambers. Half a million of these people had come from the Warsaw Ghetto. And bone-chillingly, the great deportation of the Warsaw Ghetto began on the 9th of Av, 1942. Throughout the centuries, Tisha B'Av has brought disaster and death to the Jewish people. It seems like a cycle unable to be broken. But hopefully, by learning about these horrors, we can become watchdogs, working to change fate. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more history of the Jewish people, check out the Hanukkah episode on The Dark Side of. 
Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Aaron Lan, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson.